everyone. It's April, and Tony and I are here again this week to bring you some pet stuff and to bring you uh, Veronica. Um, she's going to answer some more questions today, which I know m- most of you, that's why you tune in. Um, I wanted to let everybody know that I am continuing to do cat therapy. Now, if you all remember, I have six kittens. I call them kittens, but about five years ago, they were born on my... Um, living room couch by a feral cat who decided to come in and have her kittens and then leave. So I've had these. I call them the kittens. They've. This is an experiment almost because these are kittens that have never been separated. Because usually they get separated and stuff. And they're like a little unit. <laughs> Very interesting. And I know I've told you guys about Stripes, how he was always the big troublemaker and I changed my attitude towards him. And now he's like the biggest love bug in the house. And so I started, I have one of the cats, his name is Charcoal. He was the very first one born. I watched these all being born. And he's the biggest. He's a deep, like a velvety dark gray. And he's the first born. But he is the most shy out of everybody. He, when, 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 at nighttime when I'm watching TV and they all come in to, you know, get their pet, he's always off in the corner somewhere not participating. So I, after I've got Stripes back where, being where he was supposed to be, I decided I was going to start working with Charcoal. And I have to say Charcoal is responding well. I pick him up. The first time I picked him up and put him next to me on the chair, he was, like, kind of offended that I would do such a thing. But now he's getting like strikes. He waits for me to come because he knows that television time now has to do with pets and scratchies. So I think I've turned a corner with him. And I just wanted to repeat this with you all because it's very important. If you're not liking the way your animal is acting, um, cat, dog, change your behavior because you can't make, you know, can't make an animal do anything, but if you change your behavior towards them, their behavior towards you is going to change. And my experience is is that there's huge improvement when that kind of stuff happens. So that's what I've been doing with charcoal. So now I have six kittens every night, all clamoring for a spot on the couch. And I have to tell you, I'm pretty happy about it. So, Tony, how is everyone over there in Maine? Well, everyone's doing good. Um, We have, you know, since my vet has retired, um, I always like to have a vet on call, and I was with him probably 15 years. So, uh, yeah, his his receptionist um, went with a veterinarian clinic that they come door to door. And, you know, they do everything at home. So I scheduled an appointment for Monday um, at 9 a.m. for just a wellness check. I cannot imagine how this is going to work, but before I poo-poo it, I want to see what they do. And plus, I know, you know, the receptionist from the other clinic. So... That uh, well, that's interesting. A little house call action that might be fun. Yeah, yeah. I I just can't. I don't know, but I will see how this all goes. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. 
It's always tough to lose a veterinarian, though, especially one that you like and they retire or something because you're used to their patterns. And oh yeah, you know, I would be upset if uh, if Doctor Anku decided, you know, he was going to retire. Now he's a younger man, um, and he took the practice over from his father, um, but he's he's excellent. And if I didn't have him, I don't know. I would have, it would be hard pressed to find somebody because he thinks outside the box. You know, he'll say, well, let's try this. We don't, I don't know if it's going to work, but let's give it a go. Yeah. And yeah. I've been with veterinarians that are very black and white by the book. Can I do it this way? Or, oh, yeah. you know, not at all. So I appreciate the ability for, you know, being able to think outside the box. Oh, but anyways, absolutely. I'm really glad that everybody's good. Everybody's good here. Um, Guinness can, oh, I have to say Guinness is still is continuing his sniff therapy. And... I have to say, he's doing great. He's going to be 19 in July. And he's he's eating, he's drinking. Um, He's got the heart congestion thing going on, but with all the herbs and everything I'm giving him, he he bounces up in the morning. He wants to go out first thing. And I am just thrilled out of my mind that he's still wanting to engage at his age. And Dr. Enko's saying... You know, April, I'm convinced you're going to keep this dog alive till he's 30. <laughs> Why not? If we can do it, we do it. That's well, cool. I figure as long as he's feeling good, and he is, yeah. and as long as he wants to get up in the morning and go out and take his little constitutional sniff therapy, we're going to do it. And oh, yeah. he comes in, he takes his meds, no problem, and he, he eats really well. Um so he's living. Um, yeah. So I am hoping for any extra time I get, I'm looking at it as a bonus package. But right now, when I tell people that he is going to be 19, nobody believes me. They go, oh, well, he's he's really smooth. You know, he's got a lot of energy and everything. I said, well, yeah. I think that's because of the way I feed him and the way I just talk to him. And I said, well, of course you're going to be okay. Come on, up we go. And... He is the light of my life. So every second I get extra, it's bonus. So I'm going to go get Veronica. Okay. And it's your turn to shuffle off the buffalo, my dear. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. Um, pretty warm on on the East Coast. Um, I was just telling April before we started the show, she has to move to Maine. I want to see her in a winter hat, scarf, and boots, and shoveling snow with me. She'll look so cute. I don't think she'd like that very much, but she can do it. <laughs> she can do it. Um, so, questions <clears throat> I want to write in to innerwhispersradio.com, and that's I-N-N-E-R whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, indeed we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Lydia. In this lifetime, can we heal the pain and grief we have caused and suffered in our in other lives? Yes, you can. The reincarnational process was created to give you more time to figure out the big picture. And yes, 
every life that you have is a little different. And you have some lifetimes where you completely have messed it up or you are not able to function in the way you wish to and you cause suffering. The ability to heal things comes from the bigger picture moment. The reincarnational process helps you be able to manage your full complement of yourself, not just the one that's going on now. So, yes, you can heal things from other lifetimes. And not every lifetime goes particularly well. So sometimes there are things that need to be healed from a negative point of view. So, yes, in your lifetimes, you are able to heal things and come out of the other side of it more aware and more evolved. Okay. Our next question comes from Jillian. Could you inform us about the ego? Is this ego to be banished or to be refined? Anytime you incarnate, the ego is a component of the sense of self while you are linear. The ego is a necessary component, the sense of self in the linear environment, but it should not come ahead of your soulful connections or your soulful choices. It's a fine line that one has with the ego. You do need a little bit of it, and so that means maybe you refine it, find as. Um, don't let the ego get in the way of your soulful progression. Those are the things that are tricky when it comes to the ego, but it doesn't mean you have to get rid of the ego, but it does mean that you need to manage it. And we think that everyone should. But don't think that it's a bad thing. Just think it's something that needs to be managed and it needs to be put in its place when possible because it should never supersede the importance of your soulful energy. All right, our next question is coming from Trevor. You have said that our pets often reincarnate and come back to us in our current lifetime. Does my cat need to come back as a kitten, or can you come back as a walk-in? Yes, you can. An an animal that reincarnates can come back as a walk-in, which means it can come back energetically and be involved with a cat that's already having an experience. A lot of times that happens, especially when there's, say, two cats in a household, and one of the cats crosses over. The cat that crosses over a lot of times will come back into the second cat that is there to say goodbye or to participate a little bit in the energy. So walk-ins are something that can happen. Now, also, in the same breath, we must say that a lot of times when an animal crosses over and they really want to spend a whole lot of time with their human, they will come back as a kitten. And yes, they do have preferences of what they like and what they don't like. But we'd say that both things do happen. It can be a walk-in situation, but it can also be a kitten one. It depends upon your situation, and it depends upon the animal involved. Okay. Our next question is coming from Jerry. 
what are the benefits of keeping a dream journal? Well, dreams are a very important component when it comes to your own evolution. It is sort of the eternal space available to you while you're having a linear experience. When you do a dream journal, it's when you wake up in the morning, make some notes about what you dreamt about. Because sometimes people have a hard time realizing and gleaning information from a dream state moment because it's not in sequential order. The dream state is eternal. So sometimes the linear definition loses something in the translation. By keeping a journal, let's say on the first of the month, you have a dream. And then on the fourth of the month, that dream continues. And then maybe on the 15th of the month, that dream continues again. So the concept of the dream can get jumbled up sometimes because it's not in sequential order like the linear is. So keeping a dream journal, and we'd say take take like a whole month of June and start writing in every day what you dream about. We do think you'll see a pattern and be able then to determine by piecing it together what is needed to know what the message is. So, yes, keeping a dream journal is essential. All right, Veronica, that was very quick. That was our last question. And if you'd like to take a break and come back and give a message to the world, that would be great. All right. Okay. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, You know, good question. I often wondered... If my pet comes back, does it have to come back as a kitten or a puppy? So this was good information for me as well. So, again, I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. Don't be shy. And we'll try to get your question on the air. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. So here we are. Another week, another sun up, another sundown. It's important to know that every day is an important one. Even if there's not a lot of dramatic events occurring, every breath you take, every decision you make, every choice you make, makes each day unique and special, and it should be honored. Decide that you're going to take a closer look at your decisions and your moments in physical reality, starting right now. Find appreciation for what is occurring and find appreciation for what is not occurring in your life. You need to think clearly about what it is you want to experience and then make choices that reflect that perspective. Decide that each day is going to be special. No matter if it turns out to be or not, you're going to determine that it's going to be special. And make your decisions accordingly. It's important. Decide that each decision is going to be a positive one. And move forward as powerfully as you can with those decisions. Do not despair. It's easy in this time frame to get very despairing. Stay focused on your own energy. It's growth. It's expansion. And don't allow any sort of negativity or 
naysayers to knock you off your focus of creating positivity in your life. Decide that you're going to make good decisions. Decide that those decisions are going to reflect your growth. And don't let anyone or anything get in the way of that. It's time for all of you individually to start being as positive as you can be and push through that negativity, push through the things that are happening that are dark, and come out on the other side in the light. Feel the sun on your face. That is where you all should be at this particular time. It's time to change the negativity into positive. Make it happen. Well, thank you, Veronica. That was a beautiful message. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. And be safe and have a good weekend. Bye-bye.